This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. New report out by the Penn Wharton budget model showing that taxpayers owe more than $500 billion in taxes when filing their returns this year. That huge number was an increase of about $200 billion from before the pandemic, and it was tied to a sharp increase in capital gains and other income from financial assets last year. Alex Arnon, Associate Director of Policy Analysis with the Penn Wharton Budget Model, joins us to dig into what they found out. Alex, as always, great to have you with us for a few moments. All right, great to be here. Thanks. So take us through this uh, this uh, report that you did and and the importance of it. Sure. So you know, we usually just keep an eye on uh, what the Treasury is reporting for how much it's collecting over the course of the year. Um, you know, that, that's useful for a number of, you know, just getting a sense of where the economy is at. Uh, but, you know, in a normal year, the tax filing season is actually not that interesting. Uh, most taxes are withheld throughout the year. Uh, but the last few years since the pandemic, and especially 2022, we saw just uh, extraordinary amounts being paid right around the t- tax filing deadline, just unprecedented hundreds of billions of dollars. And 2022 in particular, you know, it's a, a spike unlike anything we've seen. So, we, you know, we, we wanted to dig into that, try and understand what's going on. And, you know, we won't know for sure until we get more comprehensive data in, uh, you know, a couple of years maybe. Um, but it really does appear to be tied to this remarkable, equally unprecedented surge in asset prices and the amount of household wealth held in corporate equities uh, in 2021. Yeah, and I guess it shouldn't be a surprise with where we have seen the markets go over the last year and a half that that probably that this would be the eventual uh, pattern that you would see play out, right? Yeah, no, it's very close, very much tied to the pretty extreme volatility we've seen in markets over the last few years. Uh, You know, particularly 2021 saw extraordinarily high asset prices. We saw a big increase in the amount of trading happening, you know, uh, retail traders, uh, regular households, people who had not in the past sort of made uh, financial trading an activity, but it does appear that that became, you know, a much more common phenomenon in 2021 uh, and probably reflects at least part of what we're seeing on top of just the high levels of asset prices and, and capital gains. And so the, the, the amount of, uh, of tax being paid these are individuals doing this. This is not the corporate side. Right. This is all from uh, regular individuals, you know, households. Uh, some of it you know, could be pass-through businesses, but this is, that is not where we've seen a significant increase. Uh, it really does appear to be just from you know, people filing their 1040s, paying you know, the tax on their wages, on their dividend and capital gains, and you know, pretty, the, the normal kinds of income. Nothing, uh, not the corporate sector. You also looked in this report about how those payments were being made as well. That's right. That's right. So this is sort of how we are identifying who is doing the paying here. uh, That the surge since 2020 has been really entirely concentrated in people who are paying by electronic funds transfer, which is actually not how the majority of this, you know, the individual tax that people owe uh, that is not withheld from their wages 
In terms of dollars, most of that actually gets paid by check because most of it is coming from businesses who these are mm-hmm. pass-through businesses, you know, partnerships and S-corporations who have to pay estimated taxes throughout the year. Uh, but it is not on that side of things that we've seen this, this surge. It's really coming from uh, you know, what appears to be just regular households who, who pay, file their taxes electronically and typically pay it there when they file by electronic transfer. Right. And that means that a lot of those households are seeing, I would think, a fairly sharp uh, increase in, in terms of the adjusted gross incomes that they're filing on their tax returns. Yeah. So this definitely, you know, we again, we won't know for a little while, but very likely there was a, a big increase in AGI attributable to capital gains, mainly probably also dividends. But uh, really, yeah, we we do expect to see once we have the data, uh, you know, a pretty remarkable increase in capital gains income in 2021. Now, do a lot know? of that has now been reversed, but uh, that is uh, a separate issue for for next tax year. So, do we know who really paid more when they were filing uh, so far this year? So we cannot say with 100% confidence uh, until we see you know the the more complete data, uh, but. Based on historical patterns, based on you know how businesses typically operate, uh, and based on the type of people who had an unusually high tax bill uh, this year or last year, um, we are pretty confident that this is very much concentrated among households and, and is not coming out of the business sector. You mentioned 2021, and and when you look at it historically, going over the last couple of decades. 2021 saw an unbelievable jump in terms of the value and wealth that people saw in their equities investments, but also in their mutual funds as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's really a pretty extraordinary year for financial markets. Uh, you know, a lot of this is the effects of the extremely sharp recovery from 2020. So, you know, that started in 2020, but really. You know, accelerated through a lot of 2021, and so you know you're coming off a very, you know, coming off the the COVID crash in markets in 2020, uh, bouncing back to extraordinarily high levels of asset prices, and so that has produced a lot of capital gains, uh, and and you know just general financial income across all types. I, I guess then it's probably a little bit too early to tell, but you know with the pattern that we've seen around equities so far this year. Uh, we might see even a little bit of a pullback on, on some of this data once we get to 2023. Obviously, as you said, it's still you know kind of uh, too early to tell, but the pattern would seemingly be there uh, over the course of this year right now. Yes, it does appear that we are on track for a fairly sharp reversal of this trend. Now, to some extent, you know, I think it, it, we would have expected it to not persist just because uh, you know the asset price surge was not going to happen again. Um, but we have instead seen a fairly sharp decline and, and steady declines in asset prices. Uh, and so, you know, unfortunately, I think probably there, there are a lot of people out there who had substantial capital gains in 2021. Uh, accrued a significant tax bill on those capital gains uh, and they have now actually you know if they reinvested those gains would have lost them would have you know as a result of falling asset prices uh, probably be not too much better off than they were before all those capital gains last year um, and yet they still got stuck with that very significant tax bill so the importance of this data and and the understanding of it take us through the, the, the that side of the story 
Where do you see the most important avenue of understanding what this pattern really tells us about about tax paying and and uh, and the markets over the last couple of years? So I think you know the the key, the big takeaway here is just 2021 was wild, uh, you know, in in financial markets for several different reasons, you know, across traditional stocks, across uh, non-traditional investments that took off and, and became fairly widespread. Uh, and we don't know how much of that is attributable to, to each, but, you know, this was a very unusual year for people in, uh, investing. Uh, I think beyond that, you know, this does have some, obviously there are implications here for the federal debt, which is significant, you know, this is not going to change the long-term trajectory of federal borrowing, uh, but the, the Treasury did announce earlier this month that they had reduced the amount they would projected they would need to borrow over the near term, uh, and that is at least in part due to the very high level of tax receipts over the last couple months. Alex, great to have you with us again. Thanks very much for a few moments. All right, thank you. Alex Arnon, Associate Director of Policy Analysis with the Penn Wharton Budget Model. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.